They're bros. They're dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. It's been 10 seconds. We've been rolling. Good good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Bro Dads. Bro Dads. I, uh, what'd you think of that gig last night? It was, it was normal. Yeah. It was a normal (laughs) type of corporate thing. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird that people, you know, when they pay you and then barely pay attention, it's like they can't make their employees care. Yeah. And it yeah. and it always seems like they're like, you know, the ones that care the least should sit the closest. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I and, you know, uh, yeah. I'm always uh I was getting I, when I was driving home, I was thinking to myself, I was like, Man, there should be a, a video out there for uh HR people and uh uh business owners where we try to convince them not to put comedy in their holiday shows and events <laughs> and stuff because well, <laughs> it's so. I feel I feel like, and this is so counterintuitive because yeah, I don't support this message. <laughs> but it's it, it's like who is this serving? Right, right. Like, is it everything? Everything a business wants to do, at least I thought was to either maximize the amount of money you get or morale so you can get production. Yeah. But then when you put on a Christmas party and you know you've paid this person to perform a certain amount of money, you're not going to go, well, all right, if you don't want to see this, just leave. Right, yeah. And and then the people who want to see it can see it. They just go, all right, we're not going to do any of the things you came here for until after this thing that I've paid is over. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to go out and say 85% of people who are at these things don't even want to be there for the thing that they're there for. <laughs> to them, they just want to, to them, they just want to <clears throat> get the bonus or, the gift uh, the basket, gift. Yeah, yeah, and then just just be home. So every so you you always have, especially if it's someone who doesn't work there, but their um, a significant other has them there. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, and like last night, we're there, and you know, the um, the boss's son is like, "Well, my dad said <laughs> if you're not all rated." We won't pay. And I'm looking at these children. I mean, there was one kid who I was like, this little baby just learned how to walk. Yeah, yeah. That girl, that (laughs) seven-year-old? That girl at the front table? Is that who you're talking about? Oh, no, I was talking about... Oh, yeah, there were toddlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an actual baby that didn't have hair yet. (laughs) A few of those parents had enough sense to be like, oh, oh, okay, time to go. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, but that one, like, the girl, it was like a... 
yeah. third grader yeah. that sat through the whole thing. And dude, there was a point where I was like, I got to get her out of my peripheral vision. Yeah, yeah, she was right there within the... Uh, <laughs> it's like, man, you couldn't be like tucked away in one of those corners. There's a line where I say, put your dirty dick in me. Yeah. And I, dude, I fucking dropped it because I was like... Ah, uh, I can't say this <laughs> four feet away from a third grade girl in her holiday dress. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it was crazy, too, because I felt like they, they wanted it to be dirty. And they're yeah. all like eyeballs are on these kids that were in the front row. It was fun having those two like 15 and 17 year old guys there. Yeah. Yeah. See, was, I think, <clears throat> you know, guys, they're kids. <laughs> yeah. I think. You know, once you hit 15, especially with the age of the Internet, there is nothing we can say that those those kids have watched sure. head in videos. Yeah, and yeah, shit. yeah. yeah. They, they're good. Well, man, I when they were like, yeah, be R-rated, whatever, and they showed up and there's like little kids there, not just, yeah. you know, not mainly little kids there. I was like, are you sure? I mean, it's so crazy to me because I'm like, what if I was coming out here with like a deaf comedy jam set, you know? Yeah. Did I remember yeah. one time like watching, because I, I was a teenager, and I was like, I'm going to watch uh, um, Damon Wayne's special. Yeah. And my parents were like, all right. And I had watched a lot of comedy with my parents. coming of Eddie Murphy. Man, he's funny. But he yeah. would he did this one bit about uh, banging a chick with no arms and no legs and then just <laughs> and, and sticking his dick out and just seeing if he could just slap her hard <laughs> enough and may turn her into a propeller. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean... It was like a standoff between me and my parents about who was going to laugh. I mean, it was just like, is this something you can watch with your parents? I was like 14 or 15. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is crazy. And, and, then, I went, and then I went to just watch it after they turned it off. <laughs> but why is it? Because um, Faith, when, you know, she was younger, she we, we would watch these weird horror movies that she would like. And it would be like a scene where it's like, oh, they the monster, they got away from the monster, now they're about to bang. And we would just sit there and just look straight ahead. And I never thought I would be like that. I, I thought I would be more like, oh, this isn't going to bother me. But at the same time, it would also be weird if during the sex scene, I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's the way to go. <laughs> Maybe it's different with sons, but I'm like, you see what they're doing up there? Picking up picking up any pointers, pal. <laughs> yeah, sex scenes in movies are uh awkward to watch with your kids or your parents. But the thing or your friends' parents. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was more weird around my friends' parents when I watched those scenes in movies than with my my mom. Yeah, no, I meant now. <laughs> I'm just coming around to the retirement homes. <laughs> Don't close your eyes. <laughs> the current the current running joke in the, in my household now is whatever Shauna because Shauna watches all these goddamn shows. And every time I walk in the living room, there's a fucking hardcore sex scene going on. Oh, nice. I'm talking about like Men's butt cheeks are out, and like uh, the last one I saw, it was just this big old woman, and then like this, it looked like Emilio Estevez with long hair. They just got done banging. I walk in, I'm like, 
Just turn on Pornhub. <laughs> At least is that who's watching softcore porn? <laughs> yeah. Just women who are like, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be a weirdo. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see insertion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want there to be some kind of plot. That's so funny. That'd be funny. Like, what are you watching? Uh, men's butt cheeks. <laughs> Season twelve. She started wanting to watch um, football now. Oh. The past three weeks, she's been like, you don't want to watch the game? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Because I've gone over 20 years without watching football like I, yeah. I used to now. So I, I'm used to finding something else to do on a Sunday. And, and this Sunday, though, we, we weren't uh, like there wasn't a show or anything to watch. And so we just turned it to the, the Packers game. I'm a Packers fan. Mm-hmm. And she knows that, so I think she was like, "Well, I can watch these guys' asses and dangalings." Harry gets the Packers, right? And she gets to pretend they're packing her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when and when I and when I brought it to her attention, she was just like, hmm. and they just kept watching. It's like I, I like this honesty. I like this honesty. Well, yeah, that's funny because I. I don't. I feel like Amanda just wants to watch uh, football with me, just to uh, make me feel bad while she's folding laundry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, just leave laundry here. I'll fold it. I feel like this is making it worse. Man, but I haven't watched, dude. I haven't watched a whole football game. Well, other than the Super Bowl, I haven't watched a whole football game in has to be 20 years, man. And I didn't realize how fast it goes by, how um, there's a whole demographic of commercials that I don't see. Right. Uh, just how much um, other stuff is going on. Like, there's, you're finding out about other players and their mistresses and, oh, this one guy has a, he only adopts two-legged dogs and all that stuff. It's like, Man, this is like a Wikipedia article televised. There's just a whole bunch of stuff yeah. just coming at you. The ads now, I saw an ad on an NFL game for uh, menopause medicine. And I was like, what What the hell are we doing? Like, that's, that's, and I'm like, is that, is this the demographic that's, that's, that's in there now? That's an ad. That's an ad man doing his job. Yeah, yeah, man. That guy. That guy got a raise, <laughs> dude. How many? Like, I got the NFL to pay. <laughs> how do you pitch a menopause ad to an NFL team? To an NFL? You're like, no. Listen, listen. The demographic is 35 to 65 year old men, and those are the those husbands are the best sources of information for their menopausal wives. <laughs> These guys need to think you'll make them better husbands if you advertise Ozim Pekic. That way, hey, she's all acting crazy and stuff. That's, that'd be so funny if that was the ad. Yeah. Hey, is your wife's vagina barren? Is she always bitching about being too hot? To, hey, hey, put her to sleep and shove some of this shit in her. <laughs> 
At Ozempic, we, we show you how to lightly massage a menopausal woman's throat to help her swallow her medicine that she needs so she'll shut up and let you watch the game. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? This episode brought to you by Ozempic. Oh, Ozempic. <laughs> Thank you, Ozempic. Uh, that same ad man gave me a really good deal on this. <laughs> These 75 listens are going <laughs> to. I, sh- I also, oh, uh, I made that name up. It was, um, did yeah, I say Ozempic it was a- is a um, weight loss drug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that the one that everyone's talking about, the diabetes medicine that people are. Yeah. And, oh, there's, yeah. A, and there's like uh, knockoffs now that are killing people. <laughs> Yeah, I just love, I love that man. I love that so much. Where you're just like, I want, because it's not like a handbag, you know. If you if you want a a Louis Vuitton handbag, yeah. go to a street corner in New York, get a forty dollar one, right. and if you walk fast enough, nobody would know the difference. But if you if you're buying Ozempic off a of, um, AliExpress. You're gonna die. Yeah. You're gonna die. Just That's like- wi- Wizard of Oz Empic is what that is. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's behind the curtain here, man? <laughs> like, like I look, I'm a I, I'm cheap. So I love like you, you know, like you see an article, not an article, but an ad on like Instagram that's like, oh, this cool item. I always take it to Amazon. And, yeah. and see if there's a cheaper <clears throat> one out there. But not when it comes to stuff that's going to change your body like yeah, and that. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, you, it's not a pill, I don't think. Don't so, you, yeah, you, you, a, yeah, you inject that, right? Yeah. So when you get that drug, it's just like you rattle, you know, now you got to go to that weird trash can in the, <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> just dig it up. Oh, shit. Ah, I hope that guy wasn't. <laughs> That'd be so funny. People are just starting to break into those yeah. and like, dude, I heard there's people not using all their Ozempic. Yeah. Just start stabbing themselves, whatever they find in there. <laughs> I mean, they're going to lose weight. Dude, or, it, oh, I'm going to lose weight. Because you got AIDS, yeah. dude. <laughs> All these Ozempic people are sharing needles. They're like, man, I'm losing weight. No, dude, you got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, dude, the same thing happens with, uh, like, um, Brazilian butt lifts and lip yes. fillers. Where they're, they're like, they go to, go to some person with a basement apartment, and yeah. they're like, no, 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 I, 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 I saw, I was a doctor in Cambodia. <laughs> And they got a fucking one of those basters that's supposed to in, inject a whole garlic clove into the turkey. <laughs> and they just like no one's ever like, what is that caulk in there? <laughs> like people have at this point, thousands of people have died like that now. Oh yeah, I'm not going to the funeral. <laughs> I am not going to that funeral, man. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh. How did she die? Oh, she was trying to have a a big, weird-looking butt. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not going to that. Dude, if there's any trolls out there, you know what you can do? You know, because, listen, I hate to say this this is a real guilty pleasure, but, you know, there's a lot of uh, plus-size 
influencers now on Instagram. Yes. Oh, I got, yeah, I got one that's on my Instagram. And but it's fun to watch. And then it's fun to watch the comments. And it's unhinged. These, a lot of these guys are like, you know, they'll be like, how did you, like, if they'll be like on the beach, like, how are you not sinking in the sand? You know, like whatever. <laughs> Dude, I was just thinking about this because <laughs> I posted a video about glory holes and someone put a comment that was like, your mouth is a glory hole. <laughs> and I was like. Some hero. I was like, huh, what? what, is, what wait, what does he mean? Glory hole. And I was like, oh, fucking gab. And, th and then I was like, man, this feels like a, this feels like a, uh, insult from 15 years ago. Ah, it didn't yeah, feel. Yeah. It didn't feel like. Yeah. No, it's. If you want to be clever, like if someone wants to be, you know, like uh, like someone called me a fat Harry Potter one time, and I. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it'd almost be funnier to be like, "Oh, Zempic Harry Potter," yeah. <laughs> or like. <laughs> You know, this is just, or just write Ozempic on somebody's, <laughs> on the comments, Ozempic. The one influencer I follow, um, I can't remember her full thing, but it's like mystic something. She admits to having plastic surgery. I mean, because she is obviously a plus size woman mm -hmm. and we know how most plus size women's shapes are. Right. And she has this, I'm talking about it, an ass that's just like incomprehensible how oh, you would work yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's so big that you're just like, how does sex work with it? But is it the Taco Bell, is it still have a Taco Bell front? No, that's the thing. <laughs> she got plastic surgery to get all of that. Oh. So, you could when you look at her, you you either go she's a unicorn or because but she she's honest about the plastic yeah, surgery. Yeah, she's like yeah, I got the. I like that you knew what I was talking about when I said Taco Bell front. Yeah, man. <laughs> the foo the foo put your lupa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Look at that. I was trying to I was trying to like I was trying to reel you in. <laughs> <laughs> but I've already been on the yeah, beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in the bucket already. <laughs> and I think what happened was, I think the reason why she kind of shifted, because just like you said, um, I followed for like two years, uh, and there was a lot of comments that were just like, you big bitch, you know, like just, you know, just stuff like that. And then she just, she kind of shifted a little bit and was like, yep, I got the BBL because I wanted it up. And it, like, she had a whole video explaining like what she wanted done. And then another video, she was like, yeah, I'm, I went and got this done. And you just saw like the amount of those comments. Interesting. Just slowly dissipate. And I think it's because once you, it's kind of like um, Eight Mile, um, the the end of Eight Mile where um, Eminem just makes fun of himself and puts everything out there. And now that you have nothing, yeah, 
out there. You have nothing that anybody can get at you at. No, it's, it's the like, Donald Trump method of yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, of being a public person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I slept with these fourteen-year-old <laughs> models at the contest I was having. Wait, what? So what? But it was in Arkansas. Yeah. Everything's allowed. In. Arkansas is basically duty-free <laughs> through and through. <laughs> Dude, I just watched uh, Arkansas, and uh, this is such a stream of consciousness thing. I. I just watched a documentary based in Arkansas uh, on meth, like the like how meth is still taking hold there, and it's so all. It was the saddest and fucking thing. They're not making watch. yeah. Well, I will say, there, it wasn't duty free because some of these people were shitting in their trailers on the floor. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I've never almost thrown up or gagged while watching television, and then, and I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, that is. Well, it, so that means I can't watch it. Oh, dude, Shana, man, do Shana's not watch fucking, this movie. Yeah, it was a HBO oh thing. God. Yeah, it was funny because the guy, the guy, the guy running the the guy doing the whole uh, investigation, the cop, he's like, "Man, ten years ago, we used to just be uh, we shut down a meth lab, and then we move on to the next meth lab." But now none of these people are making it. They're getting better meth for cheaper from Mexico, and uh, but we're hoping. Then he had this giant chart of all these people he'd arrested, and he's like, "I know many of these people from my time growing up here, oh, and uh, and I th we're hoping that one of them can lead us to the source that is bringing it here from Mexico." That is not about to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, and he's like, and I am hopeful that we can do that. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, fuck it, that's never going to happen. Yeah. And then at the end, they arrested a Mexican dude that was supplying a lot of people yeah. in like a crazy high speed chase. And uh, and then when they showed the, they showed the interview, the the interrogation, this guy was like, guys, I'm not going to tell you anything. Because <laughs> if I tell you something, I'm dead. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, the guy was literally like, I, I am not going to say shit. I, there's a video on YouTube. I didn't watch it, but the title said, um, is the United, will the United States go to war with uh, the cartels next? And first, I, sure, they, they, they could because they went to war against fucking terrorism. So they're going to war against... Um, uh, like human uh, traits and drug drug abuse is a drug abuse. Oh God, oh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. I was trying to adjust the microphone. Drug abuse <laughs> is a human. Drug abuse is something that's beyond just the drug. And as long as you are fighting the steps ahead of what the actual thing is, you're never going to solve it. Because and even if you Start trying to solve the actual problem, like um, uh, poverty and stuff like that, um, uh, education, you're still not going to solve uh, drug yeah, abuse yeah, because people, drugs. humans have been wanting to get high since we climbed down from the fucking tree. I, I don't understand why people don't understand this concept <clears throat> that you will never stop human beings for wanting to, at least for a little bit, leave their current state of mind. Right. And, and as long as you have people out there uh, um, getting abused, neglected, uh, getting divorced, getting cheated, you know, like all these things that make people go, I just need something to forget. You're never going to, you're never going to stop it. I think the best way to cure the drug problem, and it's the way you do it with almost everything, 
if you want to, if you want to curtail that shit, you tax it because then they become legitimate, yeah. and then you once you start taxing it, and you give them like, oh well, this is a all right, so this is your little dock where you come in and you dump your little heroin and stuff on, and you you get rid of all the violence. Yeah, yeah. You get rid of all the. Uh, <laughs> You get rid of regulate it. Yeah, and the government won't have to tax us for wanting to fucking drive an ATV through a national forest. <laughs> Once you start, <laughs> I wanted an ATV, and I, I started looking at the there. cost, and I was like, I yeah. can't fucking do this. I'm well, you know, stupid. and you got to trailer it around. Yeah, yeah, you got You got to be near somewhere up. Uh, oh, I mean Hilliard. As yeah, soon as the yeah. snow falls, you done. Law is over. Oh <laughs> yeah, man. Well, <clears throat> when it you... snows, when it snows in Hilliard, people just hop on anything that doesn't have a roof on it, and they just drive around. Oh hell yeah, yeah dude. That's, That's why I you, love it. You should be able. So wait, why? What do you? Where do you want to drive a four wheeler? Anywhere I can. Oh man, because See, I, yeah. I just love them, man. It all goes back to when I was like nine or ten. And uh, I was out on the plantation, and uh, guys used to come out and uh, hunt for deer. Yeah. And uh, and and um, the guys who owned all that property, uh, one day he was like, "We got we got to go find we got to go find these horses." They got out of the pasture because there was like like horse pastures that was like miles out yeah. for the horses that were you know about to you know kick the bucket. And he was like, somehow they got out. Don't know what happened. And he just put me on the back of that fucking ATV. Yeah. And we were just going. Oh, and, yeah. And dude, I I haven't tried crack. I haven't. But that shit was high. I was, no, I was like, I looked at my bike afterward and was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, man. I never, I never really rode bikes growing up. I mean, I had one to learn when I was like seven. But, uh. Yeah, dude, I was riding four wheelers six years That's old. That's fucking dream. Dude. Moving on, yeah. My dad came in with a four wheeler. My mom was like, "What are you doing? This is back." I mean, it's like '86, so nobody. Oh was... yeah, so that was back when. Because I watched a couple um, videos on like classic ones. Yeah, yeah. And that was back when it was, it was, it 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 was like a thing that just. Swept America. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, the, yeah. No, the, and well, that's what's so funny is the three wheelers came out, and people like, and they made a fuck ton of them because yeah. they were cheap, and so many people got messed up. Yeah. So right away, and I might, dude, I had an uncle bring so one bad, up. They took the one that was on the plantation from us. The three wheeler. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. They're, no da- laws. they're so dangerous. Yeah. yeah. There were no laws out there on the plantation, yeah. and they were like. <laughs> We can't fucking have y'all on this thing. <laughs> People are dying. Dude, I saw a guy crash a three-wheeler just by going. He was on a level Ooh. and he just he, he pressed on the gas and he but he was like, I'm gonna go. And he just he just oh, threw him back shit. like that because the wheels turned back. Those things were awesome. But a four-wheeler. <laughs> dude, I <laughs> My dad brought home a four wheeler, and then finally he was like, "All right, I'm gonna let you drive it around a little bit yourself." And uh, and I started driving it around, That's classic dad, right? and I crashed into a tree and like went flying off. It was like, like flying off. I mean, in my memory, it's like a cartoon where I'm like <laughs> smashing into a tree with my limbs extending past it, and I'm like slowly sliding down the tree. 
but I don't <laughs> I think it was more like just like Kong Kong whoa whoa I gotta be and then I come back home like hello I'm driving safe I'm a responsible six year old uh, but yeah man it was it was wild because I don't even like we had four wheelers and it was like years later we got helmets <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, we used to ride like balls to the walls with no helmet. And I remember one time my buddy and who was good at riding four wheelers came up and he normally had to have like a good distance because of all the dust, yeah. but he would just ride like side by side, like right next to me. So we were just like going because I would have to wait. So dust so oh these people are catching up. But he would stay, he'd be right above the <laughs> the, the dust cloud. So we're like, you know, <laughs> We're like in a, a two thirds of a flying V, <laughs> and and we were just going for it and just riding like crazy. At one point, my mom was like, "You guys got to put on helmets. You guys are driving like maniacs." And I'm yeah. like, and we were both like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> and so we uh, we do we put not not 15 minutes afterwards, we were going up a ways from the house. And he goes flying off a, uh, uh, bur- I knew the berm was there because I knew the trails. So I kind of r- got ready for it. He didn't know it was there. Caught him last minute. Oh. He bounces. He j- gets up. He goes in the air, bounces. Then the shocks throw him over the front of the, oh. of the four wheeler and then roll over him. And you can just hear like, oh. and that sound was the helmet grinding against the bottom. And I, oh my goodness. And he's like laying there like, you know, like a scarecrow that just <laughs> fell down. And dude, I was like, oh, Gary's dead. <laughs> dude, I just remember being like, fucking. Like, it was no other, like, how do I tell his mom? Yeah. Well, how do I get his body out from this hill? Because we were way back there. And I was just, it was just, Gary's dead. And, <laughs> and it was, I mean, it seemed like a long time, but it was probably like two seconds. But then I just hear, like, oh, shit. Cute, you know, <laughs> and he gets up and just like dusts himself off, and he's like, "We gotta slow down." I'm like, "Yeah, we definitely need to." But there, it was wild how a bad a lot of people are driving four wheelers. So I, I we would invite people up, and they, dude, they would crash a four wheeler in ways I never thought they could be crashed. I, I think because you know, there's so many different like variables there. Yeah, like, people could be excellent um, drivers of cars. But then the ATV's got, you know, it's it's just, it, and it's more prime for fun. You you just want to do fun shit on it, yeah. but you forget, like, you, you might not have control of everything. Right. Well, and there's just little stuff. Like, if you change gears while you're going up a hill, it'll fall, it'll pull back up on you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, dude, four-wheelers are a ton of fun, man. We would... I mean, it's funny. I forget. I'll get on one and I'll start. I can like, you know, like, like spinning Brodies and doing fishtails on a gravel road or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, man, why did I not? Why did like, why didn't I give my children the same childhood experiences that I had that were so great? Yeah. Um, and then when I got jet skis, I'm like, you know what? It's 16 years too late, but Daddy's making up for it. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my oldest son was like, this is dumb. <laughs> and maybe you saw that before. Yeah, may- maybe, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, when we, we had a boat when they were little, and I would tow them on a four-wheeler, or on a, on a tube behind the boat. Yeah. And uh, and then when the boat sank, I thought they were going to be really sad. But they were just like, oh, cool, look. 
boat sank. <laughs> and they didn't care at all about losing out on the about losing out on like getting towed by in a boat. Do you think that's a do you think that's a zoomer thing or just uh just what happens um with generations where the parent tries to raise the the kid how they remember being raised but that kid for some reason is just yeah not, not into it because I, my daughter the same way like uh, i mean uh got a bike really early because you know we would slap dash bikes together um from parts that met, uh, not met that, that crackheads <laughs> didn't want. And, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to get her like a real bike that's dependable, that has brakes. You know, she doesn't have to burn a hole in her foot. And uh, she was just like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Like she would use it to like bike over to a friend's house or go down to the corner store. Yeah. But it wasn't like we were out. From six until uh, my friend's uh, mom came to pick him up after she got off work. We would just be outside on those bikes yeah. all over the county. Like we would be, we would, sometimes we would go until we see the, the little sign that says, thanks for um, visiting St. Matthews. And we're like, <laughs> oh shit, we're, we're out here. We're on the edge of town. Yeah, we, we, we should go back. We should go back. Yeah. This is where the Mexicans live. Yeah, this is a bunch of armed guards. Vamanos. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it is a little bit of I think I don't think it's necessarily a generational thing. Yeah, well, maybe I mean it is. I think it is just if you want your kids to do some shit like that, like like everyone I know whose kids are into skiing or into riding mountain, riding bikes or into it's because like they did it and forced their kid to come along all all the time. Yeah, because that's the hard thing is like, what are you? competing against like if you give a kid a bike and you're like no go ride your bike anytime and the kid's choosing between bike or like the sickest video game that's ever existed yeah, that's true. you know what yeah. i mean i mean yeah. i i was having a hard enough time going outside with mario 2 yeah i can't imagine like the insane pull from uh everything i mean being inside now is great yeah there's a lot of inside activities that are uh, a lot better than they were you know 30 years ago you know this is and i've and i've i've done it as a joke before but what i don't like see what you what you said is correct i think it's correct but what i don't like is when people uh when people say stuff like well kids these days just don't go outside anymore because raising faith 19 years if she wanted to go outside, she would go outside. She would do what they, you know. But yeah, video games are fun, and I think we. I think what happens is as we get older, we forget the reasons things happen, and then we uh, we make up a new history. <laughs> because the reason why kids don't, you don't see kids outside as much as you would now. Number one. Like you said, inside is cool. Yeah, it's it's gotten way better. Yeah, yeah. You want your kids to go out, get your fat ass outside too. You dumb piece of shit. <laughs> but, but number two, and the biggest reason, 
Kids in the 80s and 90s were getting kidnapped left and oh. fucking right. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. Kids. Well, and also, I think the parents were like, you got to get out of here because I got your dad's friend coming over here to rail me in my yeah. nightgown <laughs> yes. while, while we smoke boy. cigarettes and drink pull tab Budweiser. Fuck, man, <laughs> I mean, it was a sort. It was a weird, like, sordid time where everybody yeah. was just kind of fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everybody, everybody was smoking cigarettes. That shit, to me, still seems so crazy. Yes, man. That was the original. Original Ozempic. Yes. <laughs> I mean, man, everybody was smoking. Like, it it was weird because I didn't smoke. And I and I did smoke when I was like 15. Like, after my dad passed, we were shoplifting <coughs> cigarettes and shit. So, yeah, I, 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 I gave smoking a try, but I would get such a fucking headache. And yeah. I, I, I just yeah. didn't feel... In my right um, frame of mind, so I was like, yeah, "So it was working." <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't. But the I didn't. No one was like, "Yeah, that's the." That, those are the pros of it. Yeah, I was yeah. just sitting there, just in a fig tree, just smoking <laughs> fucking cigarettes and going, "This doesn't. Feel, this doesn't feel right." Yeah, and and no one told me that that's. That's what you were looking for. Oh yeah. yeah, no, dude, I'm man. You're making me want to get nauseous right now. <laughs> Let me get those nicotine hiccups. <laughs> I uh, I've got a ton of uh, nicotine gum in my bed in my like bathroom in my bedroom. Yeah, dude, I think I'm gonna open that up after this. What, what does Amanda think when? Cause did you smoke when you met Amanda? Uh, not really. Okay. I probably was smoking occasionally. Okay. And then, uh, dude, I was, uh, I, then I probably went, I would smoke and then it got to the point, you know, it was like a lot of people used to go out and have drinks with friends. Uh, but I barely ever drank back then. But if someone came, but this is, I mean, so this, this kind of shit talking about it makes me feel so old. Cause I remember <laughs> like some friends came into town and it was like, we were smoking at a bar playing pool. In in spoke in Washington State. Yeah, like I went to go see the Roots, at Shh. and and at the Knitting Factory and the dude ten feet from the ceiling is just yes. a smoke cloud because people are in the crowd shoulder to shoulder smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and, and uh, oh, I mean it's so crazy to think about like how it was just it was just everywhere like every yeah. drinking establishment you'd come home and smell like shit. Yeah, and uh, so she would kind of look the other way about that because we were also young, whatever. But That's then uh, I don't know what year it was, but it was a very stressful. I was dealing with some very stressful things on a on a job, and it was I had taken on a job that could potentially bankrupt the company if I didn't if things didn't go right yeah, and there was it was like a, a smokable situation <laughs> and i just did and everybody on the job site smoked yeah. and i was just like i was like dude i'm weighing over my head this is crazy you know and uh and then i just bummed a cigarette and i smoked i took dude i took a drag and i was like oh yeah this is medicine <laughs> 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 and i was just like oh this is yeah this is how that's this is this is how this is how a body should feel. <laughs> this is an easy way to eliminate stress. And then the, and then what was really fun is you can get that feeling all the time once you get addicted, because then not having it, it becomes the stress, oh. and then you can alleviate that stress. So you get this artificial stress in the background all the time, oh. and then you can just be like, oh yeah, I can alleviate this. So you, now mm. now you're just on this wave of being stressed out when there's really nothing to stress out about. Damn, that's huh. 
Shauna was Shauna was the exact same way as um, well Shauna was a more of a, a heavier smoker I think, and I you know I I didn't smoke, but you know I, I'm not one of those people that that cares about that. Yeah, yeah. Just don't smoke. Just don't smoke in my car. Yeah, don't smoke dude, in my car. Wreck a car, dude. Because that you know that's my that's my space. Yeah. Like Shauna is Shauna thinks I'm weird about this, but my car is my car and her car is her like when I when she wants me to like if my car's in the shop and I drive her car I change nothing in that car <laughs> like I don't even move the seat I, what yeah, and she she sits she sits way the fuck back from the car oh, seat. All right, so, all right. so when I get in it it's like oh no. okay that, like, that's sit, crazy but like if she gets in my car she has to move the seat or else she's like I I got the steering wheel right here. And it's like, yeah, because that's how airbags work. I don't want airbags to punch me in the titties. I want, I want them to save my head. And uh, You don't even adjust the seat? I don't adjust the seats, the the mirrors, the rear view mirror, nothing. Oh, that's crazy, um, dude. Uh, and she uh, and she's very much like, like, well, this is community property. Your car is... Your car is the car you drive. It's yeah. not your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like she has an office, but I go in there and use the roll machine. She she's never like the fuck out of here, you know. But uh, getting back to the smoking part, like she wanted to start smoking on her own, and I don't know if it was because. Uh, I wasn't going outside with her, like especially during the winter. Yeah. I'm not going outside with you <laughs> right, and sitting right. while you smoke. But um, especially with her last job that um, she got let go from the teaching position, uh, which is a crime that she should be suing over, but that's another thing. Um, she um, would get stressed out and, 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 and she would try to hide it. And I'm like, I have the sense of smell of a Wolverine. I can tell that you smoking. I just not, I'm just not saying anything because it's not, you know, it's not. I've never had a problem with it. Yeah. I, so uh, I, I do make fun of. I do make fun of it sometimes. I'll be like, I'll be like, hmm, sense something odd's going on. <laughs> and then I'll smell her, and then she'll go, Yeah, I've been, I've been smoking. And, and, so, and then I'm like, why are you hiding this? And she's, she's, she'll go, it's because you, you just seem disappointed because I've quit and then started. I'm like, that's, that's how people, that's Yeah, that's, that's how quitting. people quit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you don't just, it's very rare for people to just go, never again. And then just <laughs> never smoke again. So I, I'm not, yeah, but it, it, it's all how, it, that's a similar experience. I I mean, I like smoking, but it, it gets to a point where when you wake up and you want one, like once yeah. I started smoking, like once I started smoking cigarettes before like 10 in the morning, I was like, oh, we got to put it into this shit. Because mm. especially, especially like. It's <clears throat> good discipline though. Well, but also like you hit your 30s and you notice the how it affects you. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, starting to wheeze a little bit. You know, it's just crazy, you know. Yeah. And so I was... Isn't it uh, weird how, to, how your 30s kind of something happened? Because that's what happened with me with my weight. When I was 
like 400 pounds at like 33. You were 400 pounds at 33? I was like 385, 390. Damn. And, um, and you know, you're walking around and, and, and you notice, you know that something is off. Yeah, yeah. Because I was one of those people... That was like a hyperactive kid. All of a sudden, you would just climb a tree for no reason. But then you you started doing that, and you, you're like, "Fuck! I feel like I'm about to die." <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and and I had and I knew I had to change something, but that did not happen when I was in my twenties. It, it happened when I was in my thirties, and I started maybe I started reflecting because it, I was like, "Oh, I'm not a I'm not a kid anymore." Yeah, you should have a little bit of. Uh... Yes, well, it is funny when guys that I, I mean, guys like, you know, just like crushing it at work, they're raising a family, they just go and go and go. And they're 52 years old and they're like, dude, I can't fucking wait this weekend, man. I'm going to get fucking wasted. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, you're 53 yeah. years old, man. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, uh, I mean, listen, we're all thinking the same thing, but uh, <laughs> you say it out loud, you make it too real, you know? Yeah. It is wild, uh, you know, and then it's like, then, you know, then they wonder why they're getting stressed out and, you know, yeah. I, I do, I do think about this all the time when I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, like, the, the, like, if I'm doing, like, if I'm eating, doing like Zen, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And then I'm like, what, what if I just, do this as much as human as I want. Like, what if I just do it? Just keep one in like all day long and then, and then level up to like chew, so, you know? Yeah. And then one day, cause that's one thing where you're like, it's not going to affect your be able to like breathe or run, you know? Yeah. And so then one day they're going to be like, Oh, we have to eliminate your entire jaw. And you got to be one of these guys. Yeah. With the hole that like they just, fucking, um, Ebert. Oh, is that what happened? Did he get a uh, jaw cancer? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, man, yeah. It was. Then it, you, was, it was sad. Yeah. Then you just become the opposite of Matt Rife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Can, all right, let, let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> I I really don't like this uh, this weird rubber banding. I'm a. That's what I'm a term it with the internet where. A guy oh, gets yeah. a guy gets huge, and so you know the rubber band starts stretching, and then it gets let go because there's always backlash yeah. that goes in to fill that empty space. Because, and I don't know if this is because people only saw his um, crowd work stuff, uh, but I watched a like a 15 minute clip of, of his that was not just crowd work. And he didn't, he, he is who he is. He hasn't done anything to like gain attention. It's just, this is what he does. Uh, and he, I, I think he's, I think he's good at it. Then his special comes out and he gets all this backlash for like domestic violence jokes. And uh, I think there's a couple um, disabled jokes in it. And I'm like, Nothing changed. Nothing. Nothing changed. He's he's doing what he he's been doing, but all of a sudden there's this backlash right. that never happened during the point where he was getting huge and doing a war a world tour. Well, I think. Well, he still. I mean, he still is selling a lot of tickets. Yeah, and he. Uh, 
And those people, the people who don't like him, were never going to buy a ticket to begin right, with. I don't right, think there's anybody right. on the fence. I think I don't know if that's. I think I don't know if that's. I think that's just celebrity. Yeah, it's like true. you get. You know, you look at almost every mega star. Then that, then something. You know, like, I mean, look at Britney Spears. I mean, yeah. Michael Jackson seemed crazy. You know, that's yeah. why Prince was so smart, because he would, like, just disappear yeah. or not talk to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, like, he would just, then he would just come out and be like, now nah, my name is Seven or whatever. <laughs> just some weird-ass shit. And we're like, all right, just keep your hands off them kids. Uh, and, then, you know, and it's just like, they just, they get weird. But I feel like, because comics go through the same thing. I mean, Dane Cook, you yeah. know, was this huge arena comic. And then it was like... He was oh, good, man. I, I, I don't like... That guy's people. a performer. But yeah. it's like, why did he never wind up in movies? You know, it's a, yeah. I just think a, once you've been a comic for a certain amount of time... Oh, he did his movie step. They just bombed real bad. Ah, yeah. That is... What? I mean, what is the last... I mean, is it Kevin Hart? Is he the only... Yeah. Kevin Hart and Louis C.K. are the only comics that transition into movies in yeah. the modern era? And Louis C. C.K. Um, was su successful because he was writing these scripts, and he's a good writer. Yeah, yeah, and he had been in that world for a yeah. long time, so he he knew both worlds. I just think going from like a road comic, which ultimately is what Matt Reif is, you know, yeah. really, you know, but I mean, because now a road comic can be someone who is a multimillionaire. Yeah, and I think going from that into TV is just—it's got to be too weird. Now you're working for yeah. someone else. You're yep. being told what to do. You don't get to make artistic choices. And then the, you know, and it's like, I don't know. It would be a weird, it would be a weird transitional thing. I, but I could see Matt Reif becoming another movie star guy. I, I could see, I could see him, uh, man, this is going to be controversial, but I could see him being another Steve Martin. Not, oh, not, 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 Steve Martin is a top, Five comedian, for, right. really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm just—I mean, just for being the 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 originality. To yeah, me, yeah, yeah, to, for to sure. What he was doing, I'm like, I'm, you know, that's the stuff that I dream of wanting to do. But I'm like, I can't fucking do that in a bar on a Thursday. <laughs> but that's the thing. When you, you read his his autobiography, I got it. I got the auto the audible book, but I, I'm scared to start. Born standing up. Yeah. That, but yeah, dude, you should read it because he he started as a road bar comic doing crazy shit where he'd do his wild, irreverent stuff and then just at one point be like, come on, everybody, let's go out and then, ta and then let's put it on a parade. And then he'd just start walking and then he would fucking lead a parade. Like, he, then he would, you know, but back then people were like, what is, what is comedy? What is yeah, stand-up? What is, yeah. like, they did, people didn't even know what the fuck was this was. So, you know, I mean, for it's this wild guy who's acting nuts on stage to then put on a band leader yeah. <laughs> and a baton and just start going outside. And then uh, he said, I mean, I was, it was one time, I guess, he, like, arranged. I might, I might be getting this way wrong, but he had arranged with, like, a cookie. He saw a cookie shop on the way to the venue, and he went in and he'd be like, how much for 120 cookies? And they were like, this much. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm going to bring everybody here, and we're all going to get a free cookie. And he just did that during his show. Wow. <laughs> like, just we wild. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then. Uh, you can't. You couldn't do that now, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I would. I would love to. <laughs> it's like when people are like, well, would you kill Hitler if you had a time machine? I'm like, no, I'd watch Steve Martin do a little bar gig. <laughs> <laughs> Topeka, Kansas. 
That'd be so funny. <laughs> you only get to use this once. And you come back and be like, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> like, you you could have went back about Apple stock. You're like, yeah, but Steve Martin. Yeah. That, I mean, nobody had seen that Arrow thing. Yeah. Before. He's top five. Wow. Yeah, the that's an interesting pull. The reason why I say that is because he, like Steve Martin, man, look, when you look at um, him from the 70s and 80s, he looked like he could walk in a room and fuck anybody's wife. And, uh, and, but he, instead But you know him, what? At least their kids would go outside. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, scram. <laughs> and what he, and he had a good picker. The, the, the roles that he did. Yeah, yeah he was really, on a, he was on a good run of movies yeah, for a long time. And, yeah. and I feel like if, uh, if Matt, did that, he would yeah. be a household name just like Steve Martin. Yeah. Because he, he already has he already has the Hollywood look. All he has to do is uh do like smart uh um romantic comedies. Not the not the not the just we we needed to get twenty million dollars off the books type of movies, but like Have you seen the movie he's gonna be in? Don't suck? No. He plays a vampire trying to do stand up comedy and and they're like wow. and this but the main guy is um Jamie Kennedy. And so Jamie Kennedy is starring as a stand up and he's looking for an opener and wow. and they're like they're like, Look how hard this guy bombs and he just goes up and he's like, I'm a I am a vampire. I've lived my life as a vampire and they're like they're like, Something's interesting about you, but you gotta stop with this vampire shit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see this. Yeah, Jamie yeah. it Kennedy, seems interesting. Man, was another one of these guys where I was like, he could be a household name, but Hollywood rot his brain. Dude. Yeah, dude, that's he's that's turned yeah. into a he, he's turning to one of these guys who's you know who's like the the liberals won't let me say the thing that I'm saying right now type of people, and I'm just like, dude, you he he basically. Uh, resurrected the hidden camera. Yeah, genre. yeah, those are great. Yeah. yeah, and he was and he was fucking brilliant at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, and and he had and he he basically got for a couple movies there, especially for um, Malibu's Most Wanted. He basically got a blank check. Yeah, he made a lot of money, and then you know who knows? I dude, I saw him open, show up at a just like a. Mike in LA one time. Yeah. He looked like shit. Yeah, man. He does look like <laughs> it's like, do you still I mean, have that money? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what it was like. I mean, well, it's it's wild to be like, oh man, I heard so and so was doing a guest spot. And then they show up and someone's having to like walk them. And you're like, man, I, usually this guy's kind of shiny when yeah. I see him. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I got some jokes for you. Ah, you know, just like being a total weirdo, you know? Like it that is that is surreal to do comedy in LA and see celebrity comics look like in their home environment where they can yeah. just where they took an Uber there and they're taking Uber back and they, yeah. who knows if they've been drinking all day or fucking they're they're all whacked out on Ozempic. <laughs> 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 and anyway, it is that is that is a wild thing to see uh it's almost to the point where I saw like Damon Wayne's son did uh, some spots at this place and he was like so well put together. I was like he hasn't made it yet. 
I, like, I look at him with his fancy clothes, still trying in L.A. That, I feel like that that is some truth of that. Like, you know you made it if you go to L.A. and just fuck around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on if you got, you're so lucky to have stage time, and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to fuck on one hour. Yeah. Man, talk about, you know, but people, um, I, I bet you people in this area feel the same about us. Like, you know, we'll walk into the club oh, and so we sad. might not be on the list and, you know, the manager, you know, will get us on the list and, we, you know, we'll do our thing. And, and you know, there's people who are like waiting to see if they get their name picked out of the lucky bucket. And, you know, I still feel a certain way about it just because, you know, because and, and I know you feel the same way. It's like. I, ain't, I haven't done shit. I haven't done anything to warrant um, appreciation. But to the club, you know, you're like a dependable Yeah, no, I person. think it's just, you know, that's the wild th That's the thing. I think a lot of people look at comedy as like, oh, you, you know, you... It's really just a, seri a series of re relationships. It's not like yeah. one thing gets you all this stuff. I mean, you know... On the bigger picture, yeah, it's nice. Like, like reels is one of the most, uh, it's one of the best things that's happened in comedy because it, it I mean, yeah. you have people who, who they find their audience way quicker through yep. through social media. You know, I mean, like that's that um, that um, black um, lady from Portland that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, dude, Imani, she's gonna, yeah, you can go watch her open for Sam this uh, Thursday. Yeah, like somebody who has that amount of experience. But has found an audience that right. appreciates the the stuff that she's doing. Man, she's she's like <coughs> ten years ahead of someone like me, who uh, spent most of his time trying to find it from bar to bar right. and, and gig to gig. You know that takes. I mean, look at look at people like Bert and and. Uh, and, and um, Bill Burr, it seems like it's 10, 15 years to find an audience that will pay but they're to come also, see you. Those guys were also in the in, in you know had industry reps within yeah. a, within a year. I mean, yeah. they were they were very like they were doing. They had a big break like early early on, yeah, but like, then they kind of like they they are like the MB, They're like the NBA draft. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah, drafted. Yeah, yeah and I'm they, an undrafted free agent. <laughs> they got to play in Europe and stuff. I'm playing t-ball, dude. I don't <laughs> <laughs> they don't even let me coach uh, <laughs> the, the the junior high team yet. But see, uh, I, you know, I've said this to you before. You know, at least you you <clears throat> you put in an effort. And what always killed me about the old uh, school comedians that were in town. Was that they they never really tried. They they just they just blocked off their corner and was and was like, This is this is where I'm gonna make my bread and I'm not gonna try to venture out from that. Yeah, well dude, I mean it's you know, it's fun. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways. There's so many different paths. I mean, some people yeah. wind up doing comedy and then you know, you know, even they wind, you know, wind up hosting a show. I, but I, I do think, you know, that with it's crazy. Like when I started, people were like, don't put your shit on YouTube. 
Yeah. Like, 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 yeah. Don't, like, don't put, especially like if you're, if you're new, don't put anything on YouTube. That was yeah. always the, the common wisdom. And I think back then it was, I think it was good advice. Cause if you, you know, people put up like their open mic sets from three weeks into doing comedy yeah. and then forget about it. And then two years later, maybe they're trying to get work as a feature and a booker never heard of them. And you Google, you know, you type it in Google or YouTube. Yeah. First thing that pops up is this. And it's just yep. terrible. It's a terrible set. And yeah. then now you, you that's how that booker is going to remember you yep. for however long. But now I'm like, dude, I don't know. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> just just frame it right. Yeah. <laughs> Put everything. If you got laughs, throw it up there, dude. Who cares? Yeah. Like, and then even it's even like. I mean, you don't even need to be doing stand-up. Like, just, just you just sit in your car and be like, "Well, I'm trying this new sandwich from McDonald's." Yeah. And then it's like, it's so crazy. There's people that are like, "I'm trying this sandwich from McDonald's," and I, mm, it's all about, huh. and and then they'll just review hot dog. Like, I'm mixing the sweet and sour sauce with a Panda Express sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> I've got a tri. I've got the Zelda triangle of sweet and sour sauces, and I'm gonna put this on top of a junior whopper you know and and then they blow up doing just weird yeah we like just or just car rants yeah that's a whole thing about yeah, like that's a whole genre man there's people that are and there was fun what i think is the worst version of that are people who are trying to be they don't get emotional they, yeah. they they're trying to be serious so like i was thinking there's all this garbage in the streets. <laughs> but there's all these stray cats, you know, and they were like some dumbass solution. They've never like, oh, wow, this guy's got so much wisdom. I hope he uses it while he's, uh, you know, stocking the shelves at Walmart. Like, you know, he's, just, <laughs> he's trying to fix the world problems like on his break in his car. <laughs> you know, this whole problem with Hamas, you know, someone's like, Ricky, get back to work. I'm trying. <laughs> to solve the Middle East right now. Like, the, the, I can't even watch the serious ones, but the people who are yeah. like funny and charismatic and shit, like, it just takes a few of those to blow up. Yeah. And then it's like, I was just thinking selling about tickets. This. Yeah. Because, um, because Bro Dads, we have uh, reels up there, and some will do really well. I mean, really well. When I say really well, I'm talking about for, for the followers that we have. Because most of the time, a post is supposed to be proportionate to the amount of followers you have. But reels seem to be outside of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, well, because they can, when people go to explore, they just start, you know, yeah. what they like should go in front, you know. And and, and sometimes we, we will get a, we will have a clip that would do like two, 3,000 views and some that will get 400. And... You know, someone who is looking at that negatively would go, well, this might not be worth it. But all you need is one or two to break out and gain those numbers. Because then what happens is, I don't know if you do this, but I'll see someone like a comedian that has like a really good joke or whatever. Yeah. And then I just go to the page and then watch yeah. the other ones. So, so I, I do that with every type of uh, thing that I think is interesting. Yeah, so that's all you need is you. what you're trying to do is, because the algorithm is fickle, you, you're, 
initial video or 20 might not hit the right people, but once one hits the the right segment of people and then they come to watch everything else, you, you, you've already got a baked in uh, back catalog for them. Yeah. The, uh, well, that's yeah, and that's the thing is it's just really about like having the, the good shit up there because you want to you know it's like there's there been times where I'm like oh this is interesting I'll click on it and then I'll just be like oh this is just the same lady in the jeans over and over again I thought there'd be different versions of these jeans I can only stare at this butt so many times <laughs> but, there's, uh, just a, there's a lady that just whatever she wears she takes a video of herself just doing this and she has a great butt. But that's all she does. Yeah, and I've watched. I've watched like ten of those videos. But after the tenth, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is all she. This is all she does. She does. She doesn't say anything. I bet she has OnlyFans. Yeah, she probably does. Because <laughs> it's one of those asses where you're like, yeah, I would like to see that without the jeans on. Yeah, well, that's that. All that is is a OnlyFans trailer. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Go, hey, link in bio. Yeah, she has a great, has a great link bio. in bio. And uh, here's a little hack: if you don't want to be someone who pays for an OnlyFans, <laughs> go see if they have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it up there? Well, no, but they you Twitter's uncensored. Oh, yeah. Twitter is, dude. Right. I I got 18 pictures of my balls on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Man, it's weird sometimes when you click on a, a link and it takes you to Twitter and it'll just be talking about, you know, maybe something, you know, a little bluish. And then all of a sudden there's just a rack just sitting there, just yeah, titties yeah, and like, whoa, all right. Oh, dude, you could literally post a picture of yourself shitting <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> from the perspective of the toilet bowl. <laughs> And they'll be like, yeah, this stays up. <laughs> Good content. You know what I heard? Um, I heard this last night from Steve Johnson. He said that uh, Elon Musk is doing what he's doing to destroy Twitter. <laughs> and so I said the obvious question. I said, why would he invest... <laughs> Forty odd billion dollars to destroy it, and he said, "Well, he's worth hundreds of billions, so forty billion isn't that much, and because Twitter is the mouthpiece of a lot of people, what better way to destroy it than from within by just being ridiculous?" You just let it, uh, you know, just entropy on itself. And then you just go, well, I guess. Well, uh, 40, 40, if you had $300, would you give up 40 of it? You know what I mean? Like, it's still, I mean, $40 billion is still an incredible amount of money. And he's got that yeah. leverage, so he would lose uh, power over his other companies because he's leveraging it on the stocks that he has. So I, yeah. I it's a lot more risk than just a, a percentage of his fortune. It's It's a... Risk on also if he if he if Twitter does drive into the ground it's going to be a lot harder. Investors will lose uh, confidence in him. They're with, already trying to get with, him off, um, get rid of him as CEO of Tesla. Oh, interesting. Because of the 
the stuff with um Twitter. This right, right. Well, it's, I mean that that's the thing is like that you know so the, uh, Twitter going out of business will only hurt his other uh, business ventures. I, I mean that that to me is hilarious because Twitter is so overblown in its influence. Yeah, I mean it's, there. It's, I don't. I thing. in my personal life, like outside of comedy, I don't know anybody who uses Twitter. Yeah, I don't know a single person that is using Twitter that that isn't involved in stand up. Like, yeah. and, and as far as like using it, I mean, that I I I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> like who's using it for news or information? They, I mean, there are people, but they you know right now Americans. I mean, what they, it's a high percentage of Americans that are on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, it's like fourteen percent are on Twitter, and I I think. I think it's because of all the artificial limitations that they put on the platform itself. On Twitter? Like, yeah. yeah. With, I mean, now it's 200 characters or something, but it used to be 140. Uh, videos and links show up weird. Well, now you can put, I mean, Tucker Carlson seems to be doing well on Twitter. I, I think he should have left Fox News years ago. Well, it's pretty hard to walk away from, you know, that semi-sound. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, dump truck sound when they yeah. and you're like, oh God, are those hundreds? Because now <laughs> all of his money is just like, like it, he's directly been he can directly benefit from advertisers. Yeah, but not in the way that he was. I mean, dude, he, he didn't have to do. But now he's got to run his own business. Yeah, that's true. Before yeah. he was just showing up and being like, I yeah. came up with a bunch of crazy ideas, and I'm gonna now say them. Yeah, he's a yeah. It, I mean, but how many people? Who are not the most watched news person yeah. are gonna go to Twitter and be like, "Well, this is what." Like, why is Alex Jones on there? Yeah, maybe he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, man, talk about a fall, Alex Jones. Yeah, but that's yeah. what happens when you, uh, you, uh, man. My dad used to have a term. It was something like, um, "When you sniff your own ass too much," <laughs> because because he. <laughs> I, I a lot of people think he is a performer. That's what he said in court. Like I'm just a performer, but I think he said that just for responsibility purposes. I think he he's a conspiracy theorist that couldn't control himself and yeah. and have like a, a journalistic integrity, even a little bit because. Anybody who knows anything about uh, uh, putting stuff out there, you will know that there's some things that you just cannot say because it'll open yourself up to litigation. Like, I can't say, like, I can't accuse my ex-wife of doing something terrible to my daughter. I can't just, yeah, I can't okay. just go there and say that. Um, because then I would never could... say that my mother stole sweaters from Fred Myers. <laughs> Is she? I would never say that. Oh shit, man! I would I never say wait. that. You I know what? To these cameras. That's. <laughs> I gotta find this out. That's my lawyers have told me never to tell people about how on February twelfth, <laughs> two thousand twelve. <laughs> My mother took uh, too much Ozempic. <laughs> she she put it in a vein rather than her stomach. Lost her mind and stole twelve hundred dollars of holiday clearance sweaters from Fred Myers. 
my lawyers told me not to talk about it. And so I listened to my lawyers. <laughs> well, Alex Jones didn't. Yeah, dude. That, and he I, got I, sued. And I mean, they they went after him. Yeah, I don't know how they can enforce that shit, man. That's I don't know how they're gonna because he could just they they're not allowing him to um, like claim bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they he he's gonna have he's gonna something's gonna he's gonna have to part with money. They're gonna follow him in his hot air balloon though when he's. Yeah. I mean that kind of feels like where it's about that. Like he's yeah. gonna he's gonna have a tank and he'll be like steal my money from me. Yeah, I, he'll just have it. He'll ta- he'll have a, just a big pile of it and I'll like this shit on fire. If you like it. <laughs> Nobody's getting anything. Uh, but he could have he could have still m- remained the person that he was if he would have just not uh, gone that extra step. Yeah. Because this is what, what I love about Tucker, Car- which is a weird thing for me to say. But <laughs> Tucker always presents questions. Well, Tucker was a did start out as a. A real journalist yeah, with, so, with with like some level of oversight. Yeah, so he knew. Yeah, yeah, so people were sitting there before the show going, you can't say. Yeah, right, right. Biden is fucking spinning kids <laughs> on his dick. You can't say that. <laughs> but you can suggest it. You could be like, is Biden fucking kids? <laughs> now, I, I don't know. But from this video from two weeks ago, don't he seem extra happy? He looks like someone who might dabble in young buttholes. Sm- smelling always leads to licking. Yeah, yeah. Smelling hair <laughs> listens to licking leads to licking pubic hair. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Like he's got that fucking. Have you heard his laugh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is so weird. Yeah. I-, I heard it when he was on. Um, I mean, what is Tear Downs? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. A lot of people. Got on Theo for that one, but I was like, "Man, Theo is a personality now. He's not—he's a personality. He's not a a news gathering organization." Oh, I know. Well, and what cracks me up is when people get mad at like big podcasters for having uh, whatever controversial figures on or whatever. It's like, why don't you go say some shit to Barbara Walters then? Yeah. You know, she she had like Momar Gaddafi on, like yes. she had like war criminals on. Like, yeah. what are you gonna go? Are you gonna get mad, dude? If you work for NBC News right now, and Putin calls you, and he's like, "I I want to do a, a I want to talk to American people," are you gonna be like, "I don't want to give Putin a platform"? Yeah. No fucking yeah. way, dude. You're gonna be like, "Let's meet uh, in China." <laughs> That would be historic type shit. Yes, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. That's why that. So that's so crazy to be like, no, you shouldn't plat. And it's like all these people. It's like when they're like, you shouldn't be platforming. It's like that guy has fucking ten million followers. Like yeah. he's already got a platform. You should. Yeah, we should know Fox that this News dude exists. Every night. Yeah, we should. He should. Ex- <laughs> we the people who don't normally listen to him should go. I mean, it's a good time to go. Like, well, what the fuck is this guy saying? Yeah, especially. Um, from behind, especially when they're out of their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best time. To, with him yeah. sitting in, you know, that fox chair, he was the king of the universe. <laughs> but when you got a fucking frisbee of a human that is Theo Vaughn <laughs> asking you just random, like, hey, man, you ever, you ever put on the top hat and had a 
and had a rat underneath it. <laughs> you know, like just just throwing like you actually get to see what if, if this person's actually a human being or not. You yeah. Know? You know, because most people when you're when they're confronted with a with someone like a Theo Vaughn and and they're trying to keep a persona. That, that persona just breaks down yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's his, I mean, that dude, the podcast circuit for Tucker Carlson might have been one of the smartest things yeah. I've I've seen a media figure do. Because he, he hit all the ones that, you know, he could do, and it's driving all these people to be like, well, who is it? Because it's like you said, he hum, it humanized him. Yeah. He was sitting there talking about hunting, dipping, fucking yeah. <laughs> on, on these podcasts. I'm like, oh, shit, this guy is going to win over a lot of young People, because yeah. you know, when you're on Fox News, you're basically just talking to the still breathing skeletons. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking to dude, people who aren't allowed on their roof anymore. That's the only channel playing at the VA hospital. It, <laughs> fucking, it drives me nuts. Yeah, man. yeah. No, it's always like, oh, what is this Fox News? Am I gonna smell? I smell Ben Gay. It's always <laughs> kind of the same thing. In the back. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is some undusted furniture. <laughs> All right, we're at 115. Um, oh, hey. You got any plugs? Uh, yeah, dude. When is it going to post? Um, Tomorrow. So the 7th. No, 6th. 6th on the 8th, Friday. I'll be in Newport, Washington. Ooh. Hey, if you want to come, just uh, uh, meet me. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> meet me at the Safeway on Highway 27 and 32nd. <laughs> and we'll just see how many of you guys can fit in the back of my truck. <laughs> All right, and we'll head up to Newport. It'll be cold as shit. Bring a blanket. Uh, no, you cannot go inside my cab. That's for boxes. <laughs> and my gym bag. Okay, I'm going to make a donation to Goodwill eventually. Oh, fuck, no. I was going to make a thing. I was going to make a donation to Goodwill today. <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck, that's all the way over there. <laughs> and I just, dude, I just chucked these shoes in a dumpster. God damn it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, ah, fuck that. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I totally forgot about it until just now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like, how many things have been like, no, hon, I'll, I'll run the chores for you. And how much shit is just in a dumpster? Because I, I said I was going to take care of it for our family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, Newport, Oregon. I'm going to be doing the Roxy Theater, and All then right. uh, I'll be at the uh, Spokane Comedy Club December 14th. Uh, just yeah. uh, I'm helping my buddy, uh, Michael Glatzmeyer. He's putting a show on. Uh, it looks like he, uh, it's been, he's been away from Spokane for a while, and it looks like he finally learned uh, the entire alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to show off for everybody, and that's going to be pretty fun. But I'm going to do a spot there, and uh, and then uh, I think I'm done till January. Oh, uh, but I will say, uh, if you want an awesome getaway, tickets are on sale for the Comedy Avalanche series. Ooh, yeah. January, February, March in Sandpoint. Whitefish, Montana. I don't know if anybody here listens in Whitefish, Montana, but uh, the boys are back in town. It's me, Harry, uh, G. Ryan, Macomb, and Rob Wentz. Rob Wentz. And, uh, and it's going to be a good – that'll be a good time. That is January 27th. Those tickets are all on sale. Uh, it's funny. I thought we were selling tickets for Whitefish, which seemed crazy because there's been no promotion. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. 
Like people are just finding out about it. <laughs> and then I got an email from a lady and she's like, Hey, I meant to buy tickets for the January Sandpoint show. Can I oh. get, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, Allison uh, figured it out. Uh, that'd be so funny. If that's the way I tell her, <laughs> I don't, I don't respond to her email. I'm like, gets close to the show. She's like, what the fuck about my tickets? I'm like, don't you listen to my podcast until the final minute. <laughs> 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 so anyway, uh, yeah, those, uh, but uh, all that shit's at uh, Phil Cop Comedy. But uh, yeah, that uh, Comedy Avalanche series is pretty dope, dude. Yeah, get up, get out there, man. He's got some uh, some amazing comics uh, headlining that series. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. Um, I have this weekend. I'll be in the Tri Cities, so Richland, Kennewick, Pasco. I'll be uh, in your neck of the woods uh, at Joker's Comedy Club. The um, Booker told me that they're doing actual, they're putting in an actual effort to get people there. Uh, so hopefully if you listen to this, you, you'll go that. I'll be at the club tomorrow um, hosting or, but I'm, I'm doing a spot for um, Peter Anna, Anna Didu. Oh, that's, that's probably not his. Andouille? Yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite kind of sausage. <laughs> Does his family own that sausage? No, I just made that up. I don't oh. know. His <laughs> it would be funny to have a phallic first and last name. <laughs> yeah. My name is Dick Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much, man, for listening. Uh, thank you for... Um, Checking out all the, the clips and stuff. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok. I mean, I, I try. All right. Hey, uh, thanks to our sponsor, Ozempic. Brodad listeners, stab your belly, fatties, with some Ozempic. Yeah, lose some weight. <laughs> Don't stick it in your veins or you're going to end up shoplifting. You big bitch. <laughs> I almost did it.